Tyra Yudzayan, unbelievable Torah ahead of us. Uh, we, uh, they're all unbelievable. If they're all really a universe unto themselves, if while you're going through it, it's not just something you learn, but you live each Torah, you really start seeing them reflected everywhere in everything that you learn. You're, you're relating it to, to whatever Torah that sort of takes over and becomes really an experience rather than just something you're learning. Uh, we will start, we'll jump in, but uh, we will use Rav Chaim Kramer's note. Uh, I found the notes on this particular Torah uh, very helpful. Uh, so just to give a little bit of the background, the Torah was given, Rabbi Nachman gave it on Shabbos Hanukkah Lamed Kislev of 5506 in the Jewish year, which was December 1805 in Breslov. The major themes that he will discuss are Yir and Ava, which, uh, which we'll get into, the greatness of the soul, eating, uh, charity, tzedakah, and gerim converts. We've already discussed gerim, quite shemayim, in some of these Torahs. So we're starting to again plot points around around the paper until you start really seeing the picture emerge. So we will see how we address these ideas in this particular Torah. It seems that during that period, a number of non-Jews had converted after finding contradictions within their own religious doctrine. Uh, and we will also discuss the uh, Yom Tif of Purim. The holiday of Purim, which we touched on in Mordechai and Esther, at least in Tyra Yud, uh, and after after giving this Tyra, the Rebbe it seems danced a lot, and uh, let's just jump in. So we start off, it's the uh, Pasuk and Bereshis Parak Membez, it's by by the brothers going up from Yosef in that Tukufa before Yosef revealed himself. Vayihem meirikim sakeim, they were, the brothers were emptying their sacks, vihine ish tzorakaspo besako, even though they thought that they'd purchased the food, uh, they, or they had purchased food from Yosef, their bundles of money were in their sack. Vayiru astroyos kaspeim hema vaviem vayro. They and their father, they saw the bundles of money, they became frightened, vayomer lehem Yaakov vaviem I see she called them, and Yaakov said to them, Yaakov the father said to them, uh, that I see she called them. He said he, that they were making him lose his children. Yosef Enanu, the Shimon Enanu, at that point, Shimon also uh, was was locked up uh, or out of their sight. That taken by Yosef, and now you want to take Binyamin, all of these things are happening to me. Paragraph Aleph. So, we will see that we we can't really grasp the midos to attain to reach the midos of Yir and Ava. This will be through uh, through a tzaddik, the tzaddik Hadar, and the reason is because a tzaddik is constantly searching, constantly seeking Ratzayin Hashem in every aspect of creation, in the Tzura, in the Tchuna, in the general, in the specific. Uh, we discussed this idea already several times in Taira Aleph already. Uh, we talked about this idea of seeing the Chachmas Hashem and the Ratzayin Hashem and everything. And in order to achieve this, he needs to know the Goidel Ha'ava as Parish I'm just reading from the introduction from Atiya. Uh, I did not yet start the paragraph. He needs to know the greatness of the love and the Hisparus that Akadosh Baruch Hu has, or uh, or has from from all of from all of Klal Yisrael, Klal Yisrael as a whole, and from each individual, which we'll have to. I'm not going to translate Hisparus specifically now, and this would be from any member of Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael, every individual has their avodah. Klal Yisrael is also a, uh, a a structure. It's an organism in its own, and therefore, every person can achieve a shlemus in their own right, but they're also part of the greater shlemus, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu has nachas, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu has love and asparas for uh, Klal Yisrael in general and specifically. 
because the entire the uh, the entire world was created for Klal Yisrael uh, and for this uh, for this love that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has for Klal Yisrael and would would, would get when uh, when when the Jewish nation is uh, is is doing what they're supposed to be doing and when the tzaddik reaches this um, I'll just say one idea uh, that that we'll we'll see as the Torah unfolds you know sometimes people. There's a difference between looking backwards or looking bottom up and looking top down. Uh, sometimes we are born into the world, so we see a lot of a lot of pieces of the world. We have the Tyra, and we want to we want to see where. So I guess we'll say by way of introduction. Um, we, we, we want to see where we fit into it. So there are the positive mitzvahs and there are the negative mitzvahs and there are things that maybe seem uh, seem on, on their face neutral. Uh, and then there's the Torah that we live by and it's the way that we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But that's really bottom looking up. If we look top down, there was a HaKadosh Baruch Hu and only HaKadosh Baruch Hu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. And all the way already at the beginning of, there's a Rashi on Chumash and the Ramban discusses Rashi, uh, Bereshis, that HaKadosh Baruch Baruch Hu created the world, Bishvil Rashis, and Tyra is called Rashis, and Klal Yisrael is called Rashis. Um, sometimes things, when you have something that's, that's uh, well, two things. First of all, just sometimes when you have something that's that's uh, that, that's primary, that that's called racist, that comes first, and things follow. Sometimes, like truma is called racist, the entire pile of produce—it's not even produce; it's tevel. It would be usher person would be chay of misa to eat it until they take off truma or they take off challah, right? The certain things that are called racist, even though chronologically. That comes on the end. Avram Avinu didn't come onto the scene right away. Even though something first, first it's set up and then it's sifted until until you reach something that it's called racious. That becomes uh, w- w- that that's what's brought out as being the primary purpose, and then they become kind of the subject. And almost retro, in, in retrospect, in hindsight, you can now see how everything supports uh, everything supports that. Uh, so Klal Yisrael is called is called racious. But the, the, which is one of the reasons that Rashi and Chumash brings those examples. Uh, I think we heard from Ronald Biansky. It's one of the reasons that Rashi brings those examples that Bishvil Rashis, when something, when when you create something with a tachlis, it doesn't mean that that tachlis is apparent right away. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it becomes right away, and sometimes you create it, and everything is in a state of flux or in a state of tevel. Uh, the world was in flux until the Yom Hashishi, until the world is given. But even more so. Even more so, we when we listen to and it's based on a story that I heard one time from Rev, uh, Rabbi Pesach Kron. When we see, let's say, an orchestra looking backwards, the orchestra is unbelievable. It's it's, it's exquisite. If let's say one of the I'm not going to tell the whole story, but if let's say one of the uh, one of the musicians wasn't there that day from the point of view of the listener it wouldn't necessarily take away from the symphony but from the point of view of the person who has a rut sign and they are they're they're writing out the symphony they're writing out the music there, there are no extra pieces if in fact if there was something that was extra if anything that would detract from the shlemus of the piece of music or uh if you're going to develop something that had you know an exact uh counterweights or if if you were going to let's say build a building with a uh, you know a certain type of a structure, also that had to let's say be weighted somebody a certain way, or even just aesthetically, 
Uh, if it was missing anything, there would be an imbalance. If there was any extra, there would be an imbalance. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, the Bishvil Yisrael and Bishvil Taira, they're both called Rashis, and Yisrael Varais HaKadosh Baruch Yisrael and the Taira are one, which we'll get into more. But if the entire world, the purpose of creation was Kla Yisrael, what that really means is that, uh, and Kla Yisrael is made up of, uh, of, of, of every individual, um, which we won't explore right now, that means that every Every single thing within the Bria, that means that everything within the Bria is there for Klal Yisrael. Uh, we discussed, I think, in Tyra Hay, uh, you know, the ability to understand that Olam Shana Nefesh, the the ability to understand based on something, uh, based on on what's going on, uh, understand the Gzera and will understand what that corresponds to within the greater structure, and therefore know how to daven, know what to work on. Not so much in terms of Nevua, but really in terms of being sensitive to the balance within the Bria. And understand that Hakadosh Baruch Hu interacts with us was part of a dynamic process, and being able to extrapolate from that, you know, those, uh, you know, what corresponds to what, and knowing how to how to address it, how to understand the messages from Hashem, and it's a it's a sensitivity uh, that you know that a tzaddik would be would be holding on. Now, if Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world, Bishvil Rashis, Bishvil the Shlemus of Klal Yisrael, that means that every single thing in the world is there as with, with a desire designed to service the purpose of the Bria, the purpose being Klal Yisrael and Taira. And therefore, the person that reaches the level to be able to view the world through this lens, we always, a builder sees an empty lot and he sees the potential, right? A, uh, a person who's uh, in sales or is an investor, he sees a business. He's not looking at what it is. He's looking at the value through the eyes of the uh, of the potential. People have a certain omnis. People view things through through the sensitivity in terms of the tachlis as the way that they see it. When a tzaddik comes and they view the world through the lens of Ritzayin Hashem and Ritzayin Hashem from the from the outset until Hakadosh Baruch Hu unfolded, it was Bishvil Rishis, Bishvil Klal Yisrael, Bishvil Taira, and Yisrael becomes the clue. It's our kiyum of Torah, our and that when we're Makayim the Torah, we embody that, we become a Kli for it, we are, we are the perfect Kli for it, right? One of the Mishalim that we gave, the introduction was a little longer than I anticipated, but I think it's worth it. The, one, one of the uh, Mishalim that we gave earlier is that if you have an ocean, which for our purposes is of infinite proportions, and you take a cup of water, that doesn't mean that the cup has infinite properties, it means that you took 10 or 12 ounces, whatever it is, of water. But if you have a Kli that's designed for something, Bishlamus, that means that it has similar properties. If the Torah has infinite properties, and Kli Israel is the Kli for Torah, that means that Kli Israel's infinite properties. We say that uh, that there's Tariq mitzvahs, there's 248 positive, 365 negative, there's Ramach Gidim, which is Ramach This corresponds to the same structure within Adam, within the Mishkan, within Bria. Um, that uh, 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 there's 600,000 letters in the Torah, depending how you count, and the 600,000 souls within Klal Yisrael, uh, and again, what, whatever these things mean, but Klal Yisrael has these infinite proportions, and to the extent that the Bria is for uh, Klal Yisrael and for the Torah, that means that there are no extra pieces, even if the piece is not clear now, or even if the piece is there just to be able to uh, take an example, to be able to learn from it. It's not really clear what it's there for. Everything is there designed to this purpose, uh, there was no extra purpose. Instead of bottom, you know, here looking up, look top down, HaKadosh Baruch who's designing the world with a, a specific piece in mind, then there was, there, there's no extra musicians, there's no extra uh, pieces there. So let's start paragraph Aleph, Ki Yira. 
there's different types of yira. These yira sa'aynesh, yira sa'raymimus. We've actually already addressed it in some of some of the earlier tiras. Uh, we'll talk about it more in kuf pehe and kuf memchas. The note references the ava. Ava, in very broad uh, terms, we, we won't have to get into it now, so I'll just go by what Rabbi Atiyah brings down, is a hargasha of wanting to cleave to something, be so close to it, uh, from uh, to, to the point of his batlas. I'll give you one one idea that I heard from uh, from Noach Orlowick on Ashir once, said, in, you know, sometimes if you have two people, uh, one person, one person wants to eat milchiks, the other wants to eat fleshiks, and, uh, you know, one person says to the other, what do you want to eat for dinner? And he says, well, because I'm going to prioritize you, really, I like I like Fleischik's better, but I know that you like a Milchik restaurant. And therefore, it would, with a full heart, we should go for Milchik's. That doesn't take away that I want Fleischik's better. But let's say you have a parent, a parent and a child, and the parent has, you know, a list of to-do items for the day, and then all of a sudden... The child comes home from school, or you know, Chas v'Shalom screams in pain, or has a life moment. It, it, it's not that I'm willing to put aside what's important to me in favor of what's important to you. It's that what's important to you is important to me. That is my priority. There's almost a hispatlas to a dvekus uh, to you. Vardalk was talking about Ava, um, and in our context, I'll just mention from Rav Chaim Knievsky, really, being really from the Bir Alachas, he's bringing China Alachas, he's talking about Ava, it's a, it's a hard content of this era, is external. There's Yerusha Einesh, Yerusha Romus, we have to talk about awe and exactly what that means, but Ava becomes very, very hard when you're dealing with something that's abstract. Uh, over here he says, Leo Vesamakum, Aides Bainanus through his bindness and Torah is how we're able to come to Ava. Again, it's not, not so pashat. Uh, and he he essentially goes on that that my ambitions through an appreciation of Torah, an appreciation of of Ratzin Hashem, right? It's like we say in Al Nisim that Akadosh Baruch by the Chashmonim, Akadosh Baruch Hu fought our fight. What do you mean Akadosh Baruch Hu fought the fight of the Chashmonim? They fought Hashem's fight. No, because their priority that was what was important to them, right? Their priority they took it personally, and and that's where a person through this Vegas achieves an Ava. I think we can leave it at there for now. But 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 that's a very individual relationships. And now he says, Why should that be? Like, what's going on over here that in order that every individual needs what we should attain, year and Ava, they need to do it through the Tzadik Kadar. There's a certain giloy, there has to be something introduced that allows it to resonate within every individual, and the Tzadik Kadar is able to uncover, to be Megala, these Midas of year and Ava, such that it's able to flow through and resonate with every individual. We could say the words, but we have to really understand what we're talking about because um, <clears throat> because it's not Pashat. A tzaddik seeks, and he's searching out constantly, A tzaddik is constantly searching to reveal, uh, to flesh out, and to to see in the world the ritzainais of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Rav Kramer brings over here that Rav Nachman is going to now bring a begin, a four-part explanation of the origin of Yir and Ava, 
which involves the actual act of creation, and he will show that it's the tzaddik who is able to reveal these midos, these qualities of Yerav and Ava. Uh, it is a little bit lengthy and seems almost to be repetitive, although some of the concepts are, are mentioned, and then again from, from a little bit of a different point of view, and he says, the seeming redundancy is for the reader's benefit, so he may understand well these difficult concepts, which are vital for the comprehension of this extremely intricate and insightful teaching. So we will pay attention uh, and hold on tight. Everything, like we explained, that's why we introduced it a little bit more lengthy, everything has the Ratzon Hashem Yisbarach in it. Right. In other words, they, uh, they, there's a certain thought process that a person needs a place to live. Uh, you know, built into that, even even though it takes a while to unfold. Does he want to live in a, a hot place or a cold place? Is it meant for a vacation home? Is it meant to be close to his business? How many is it going to be a, for a family? Is it going to be right? How many rooms will it need? All of these things are really unfolding from the original uh, original rut zone, like we had explained before, and therefore everything is, the, the way that we see it, we, it's hard for us to connect it back, everything is really an expression from the original Ratzon Hashem to uh, create the Bria. Hein b'chlal habria. The fact that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, there's, there's a master plan, the world is moving towards, the world is moving towards a state of Gile Shechina and Gile Yehudo and it's created for Kvar Hashem. And there's different statements that are brought down in terms of, you know, we, we can't really comment on, on we, we're able to work our way backwards now that we have the Bria to see what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us and Hashem's interaction with the world. And uh, because the way that the world was created, that becomes a reflection of Ratzon Hashem, therefore we are able to work our way back through that connection uh, and relate to Ratzon Hashem, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, 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 is totally otherwise uh, and removed from us, so we don't really, we can't comment and, and, and uh, relate it all to Ratzon Hashem other than working our way backwards if we can connect the way that the world that Ratzon Hashem unfolded, so then we can connect it back to the original Ratzon. Right now that we see the building, so then we, 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 if, you, if you have a, a chush for it, then you'd be able to reconstruct the blueprint. Prate Habria, Beprat. So the, the there's two things so far. There's the general purpose of the world. There's what the what, what we we want to make a company to accomplish certain things. In order to have the company, let's say the company is to accomplish chesed, but in order to accomplish chesed, you need to have a budget and you need to have a plan so that you can maximize the uh, you can maximize the fundraising dollars. So there's going to be the discipline arm. There's going to be and then you're going to need a, a doorman to answer the bell, right? So there's going to be a bechlal, a general idea, and then there's going to be specific. In terms of in terms of the world, and everything is going to come together into this into this harmony where it's all it's all working together towards uh, towards the end of Ratzon Hashem. Again, there's nothing that's external to the process. Yesh Ratzon Hashem is Barach. So every bechlal and also beprat has within a Ratzon Hashem. The Hainu Hashem is Barach Ratzon Shezeh Adav Yekach. Kadosh Baruch if you see it, that's the way Hashem wanted it. Sometimes with a very narrow perspective, you can't tell why, um, but in the context of the greater whole right if you have a uh, if you have an engine that overheats so you have coolant that cools it down so that it can do its process so th- those seem to be in conflict but really when you put them together those are to the greater whole of of for you know to to allow the machine to function the way it is when you think when you see something you know very isolated we say well if the engine wants to get hot then something that's cooling it off is is uh 
is is counteracting it's you know what it's meant to do well that's because you don't understand what it's meant to do and you don't understand the way that the pieces work so when you have perspective you'll realize that everything is really going towards uh, towards uh, uh, the the entire picture of Ratzon Hashem and every piece has its function both uh, its own avoda in its own uh, shlemus to do what it's supposed to do and where it falls within the greater whole but that in this picture of it and with its particular strengths and the the nature that was invested in it you're going to have an orange that has a peel its way that becomes that stays green and blends into the leaves until you know so that the animals maybe won't see it before it becomes ripe and then it becomes orange so it's visible when it is ready to get picked and then you'll have an apple that has an entirely different shell and an entirely different uh, structure the way that it is and some uh, fruits will have seeds like this some animals will have well it will have fins and scales or a leg and everything has its own uh, has its own uh, character. And the tzaddik is the person who is not looking at the, the the world he is going to search so that he can see the world as an expression of Ratzon Hashem. Ratzon Hashem, uh, you know, Baruch Hu, if there were only green apples, then you would say Hashem is a green apple machine by having different things with different characters all plotting around the graph to introduce one point so the tzaddik is able to put it together and able to see everything come together and also in its individual sense he's able to see Ratzon Hashem through the facade uh, and again, so the tzaddik is this person that, that, that has reached the ability. There's always going to be a bell curve. He, he is at that end where he's able to constantly see, constantly search. Uh, and we're not we're not talking about elements of character development and fighting gates Saharas. All that is true also because to have a sensitivity to Ratzon Hashem, then you can't have your own biases and gashmias and so forth getting in the way. So a person has to work on himself to get to this level. But the context in which we're talking about this is that a tzaddik uh, is always is seeking, uh, looking for Ratzon Hashem uh, within the Habash of the world. Lahasig Veleda, I think I heard a story one time that the Valtani at the end of his life asked one of his Talmidim, what do you see? I heard it from Ron Lopiansky and he said, uh, I see a tree branch. And he said, I don't see a tree branch. I see Ratzon Hashem expressing itself as a tree branch. It would be like looking at, uh, you know, instead of looking at the computer screen, looking at the, uh, at the, the screen with the computer code and seeing really what it is. To reach, to have a hasaga, uh, a grasp, and also to know a Ratzon Hashem that's inherent and integrated and within everything. A lion has a particular strength, um, and uh, you know, in, uh, in quantity, you know, the type of strength that it has, and the amount of strength that it has, and it's in a certain form, a certain surah. And that's what a lion is like. And then you have a uh, a gnat, right? Uh, like a like a mosquito, uh, like a, a small little insect. The note over here brings a suggestion as to why Rabbeinu Dafka brings the contrast between a lion and a yitush, and he says that Arye is Oisio Isira, uh, and he brings also that from a medrash in Bereshis Rabbah, Lamates Yudalid, the Pulsic says, by Avram Avinu, Ben Zimra, that even if everybody would come together, everybody in the world would come together to try to create uh, a life, Afilu Yitush Echad Einon Yechoylin, by 
So with these two, uh, these two is binding us. They were able to uh, to come closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu when it comes to an Arye, which is ICAC era. We could be misbinding the and, and through uh, understanding Hakadosh Baruch Hu's create, creatures and creation, and looking at the strength of an Arye, which is you know the the king, uh, the king of the jungle. You know, in certain ways, a person can come to appreciation and Yira and one relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu in one context, and even for the smallest. Uh, creation, even a yitush, a gnat, uh, a mosquito, a tiny little insect, a person can also recognize that even that, uh, people who were never, uh, were never successful, no matter who it is, would be able to create, uh, put a neshama and create a life. And also in terms of the details, so on a global level, this is true. There's different types of uh, there's different types of creatures, and even within a particular creature, even within the Arye, why is it there's, that there's a particular aver, a particular limit, a certain place, and there's certain kaychus, there's certain and there's certain uh, natural characteristics. It applies to people also. Why the the legs are shaped a certain way and the in a certain length, and the arms are shaped away in a certain length, and they're each specifically designed for a certain task. When you look at the different classifications of things that are in the Bria and different types of things within each classification, no two things are to have similar characteristics, and everything is by design. And as you take a Right, you could say you can take a uh, take a step back and say these are people. People do X. These are fish. Fish do Y. These are animals. This is vegetation, and they do they do something else. But then the more that you break it up, well, within a person, within a fish, within an animal, within different parts of the bria, the more you break it up, the more you realize that there are uh, that there are different functions within that operate even in an opposite way, but that complement each other towards a shleimus. Also within the vegetation, shekulam yeshinuyim rabim, that there are many differences. Ma'aid between osayim, the way they look, b'koyachayseim, their strength, v'hanagoseim, v'akol hayamachmas rotsayin habayre yizbaral shemosh rotsa shizet yekach v'kach, and everything is very, it's orchestrated, it's by design. There's nothing. There's nothing that uh, there's nothing that happens to be, uh, you know, without going into it. It's uh, I heard of David Gottlieb talking about it, so it you know far beyond our discussion. But uh, you, you know the way that somebody who is not a Maimon will come at it, they'll be talking about these things. They'll talk in terms of natural selection. These things, uh, certain resources, of somebody would want uh, to, but you know, there's there's many. Um, but at least from a Torah perspective, but I'm not qualified to uh, to speak so much about the science. But the one thing that of David Gottlieb uh did point out it was I, I was just listening on uh on a, a podcast but uh it was in a question answer session and somebody had asked him well even if there's you know even if you can say that there's there's Rebbein Shalom and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, um you know why can't natural selection account for you know and he continued on and without getting into the entire discussion one of the things that that that, that Rav Gottlieb did point out he said you know a person has to be very careful about making a 
leap between trying to prove something and then without realizing it, you've never proven that that something is more likely than not or that something makes sense. And then all of a sudden, you're showing that it can be true, that there's no proofs against it. There's a very big difference between showing that something makes sense and showing that it's possible. So in the course of the discussion, somebody was saying, well, if there's natural selection and evolution and, you know, these types of things. And he said, well, why, you know, why, why couldn't it work like this? And he said, you know, just be very careful in terms of making a logical, a philosophical, you know, an argument that goes, you know, from a, a logical argument that goes from A to B to C. You know, the first thing you were asking me is what makes sense as, as a system, as a reason that accounts for a particular thing. And then because you're, you, you know, you, you, you want to say that science or, you know, certain areas of science use the natural selection process, you're saying, well, this could also be true. They said, you know, those are two totally separate conversations. There's a million things that could be true. Uh, You can't necessarily prove that... that Martians didn't come down and do something, whether it's a you know a, a one billionth gajillionth of a chance that, that that something happened and nobody was around to see it. Well, can you prove that it didn't happen? Well, I don't have to prove that it didn't happen. What we're, we're doing is first, in order to say something, you need to have a reason that you're putting something on the table that supports the fact that it deserves to be there. And there, mathematically, there's nothing compelling about uh, about your uh, about your argument that's based. Based on this, so, so over here, uh, you know, we're, we're, regardless of the you know the general view of natural selection of why certain things have certain characteristics, we're coming from the point of view of of design, uh, d- design over chance. Certainly, we're maminim and maminim b'nei maminim, and we have a rebbonish lolam. The the point of aravoda right now is not uh, is not you know showing those things, but from the point of a view of a conscious uh, creator of the world and one who runs the world and who's who's involved in an intimate sense in every single aspect of creation and everything is by design and certainly an intelligent uh, being does not do things for no reasons and therefore everything is incredibly calculated to the nth degree and the more that we appreciate this the more that we can also gain on our level an appreciation for the for the creator as well. Now that we explain, now who is able to do this? The one who has this clarity, the one who's plugged in enough, who, who's able to look around and gain this appreciation. In other words, if a uh, you know a third grade kid goes and he looks at something that's exquisite, you know he'll look at it and he'll say it's it's boring. You know, take a third grade kid to uh, a museum that you're interested in going, or take to to a symphony or an opera or whatever you think has you know is something that's incredibly complex. You know, somebody who is interested in drinking, uh, you know, low quality beer, and then give him, you know, wine that has a lot of complex tasting notes, and they'll they'll, they'll be gulping it down. A person that has a sensitivity to subtlety and a sensitivity, so they will be inspired by certain things. So we explained that the tzaddik is the one who's looking for us in Hashem, in Claudius and Proteus. Tzaddik is the one who's going to be able to uh, to, to look into the bria and be megala the Ava, and the earth Hashem. Now, once it's there, by the way, me and you might not be a tzaddik. So we are not seeing the same thing that the tzaddik does in the Bria, but we are not questioning whether he sees it, right? In other words, if you appreciate a fine bottle of wine or a fine musical piece, and you're able to go on and on about it, and the more that you appreciate it, the more that you have a, that you have a depth of that appreciation, and 
you know, you're, you're able to, sometimes you'll go through a piece, uh, you know, whether even a piece of Gemara or whatever, you'll go through it fast and you'll get one view of the Shaklavatari and how it holds together and sometimes you go through it slow and you'll break it down and Ian, you'll gain a different type of an appreciation of how something is structured. The Tzaddik is the one who's able to gain an appreciation but clearly is Proteus in the Bria. The fact that I am not there yet means that I can't bring about that Giloy. But first of all, once somebody else brings apart that Giloy, first of all, maybe on that level already, he can act as the transmitter, so now he gives sheer in the things that he saw, and he can bring, bridge that gap between that and uh, that and where I'm standing. And uh, separately, once there's once there's a giloy uh, out there, so also I can gain an appreciation even at a very low level that it exists, even if I don't come yet to appreciate it. So now we will explain that in order to uh, find these ritzaynes within the bria, the tzaddik needs to be misbeinein how hakadosh baruch Hu has a defined, specific rutzen from every single person within Klal Yisrael. Again, the, the entire Bria really is Bishvil Yisrael, Bishvil Reishis, so everything is connecting ultimately to Klal Yisrael uh, because this is the rutzen why HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, uh, created Yisrael, created the world. The Tzadik Mechapes Tamid The Tzadik is constantly, Tamid can be uh, Consistent, right? You daven shachar, you bring the carbon tamid shel shachar every morning, or tamid can be ongoing. It's an air tamidi. It's not, so the, the tzaddik, we will say here, is constantly, this is the world that he work, works in. This is his within his operating system. He is going around, he's going through this maze, and it's, uh, it, it's uh, a, a, a code. In other words, if I wrote for you a, I, I encoded something. I, I went one time to the spy museum. It was t- talking about certain things. If I encoded something in every single thing that I did, even if some of the things were as a decoy for somebody reading it that they shouldn't be able to figure it out, but that still means that you have to figure out which letter or whatever is the decoy. If every single thing is put there and it's in line with the Ratzon, and especially if it's designed towards uh, towards communication in order to give you a point of reflection so that you can have his chabras and his kashras with me, but the tzaddik who is constantly on the lookout and understanding uh, the, the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu structured the Bria in line with his Ratzonu, he's able to grasp and find this through the Hisparus of Yisrael, meaning the covered and the Chashivas that comes to a Kaddish Baruch Hu Kiviyachal from Kla Yisrael, but Klal Uberprat Uberprate Pratis. So let us uh, let us uh, kind of take a step back and just unfold because Hisparus is going to become a major point of this lesson when it comes to pe'er, uh, you could say beauty, but covered, there are certain, uh, Revolve actually talks about it. When, when it comes to a value system, you know, covered, covered is heavy, substantial. You know, that's really what value is. Why is $100 more valuable than $1? Because it can do more. It's accountable for more. It's responsible. You can buy more things. With, with things that are, uh, with th- and, and it's, it's a value system. So in, in physical value, uh, this world is a world of values. If you're a stamp collector, it's his example, not mine, a used stamp might be worth more than a uh, a new stamp. What makes that? It's, you know, it's it's arbitrary. It doesn't have, uh, it doesn't have inherent value. Obviously, that conversation changes substantially when we're dealing with our Kaddish Baruch Hashem, Hashem is MS and Tyra is MS, so that that has actual inherent substantial value. But before we get there, generally speaking, this world, it's a world, it's a world of values. Part of our Avoda is to bring our personal value system in line with the intellectual value system, meaning forget about a person that doesn't believe, assuming that we have all of the right ideas, but I'm able to, but, but my, what I would rather do, what's meaningful to me in a personal integrated 
context in terms of what what really my 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 what I strive for, my goals, my ambitions, right? Like the first line of Masil Susharim, is that in line with the MS as I know it to be? We want to bring ourselves in law, our personal value system in line with the intellectual value system uh, that we have. So that in a physical sense, we understand, you know, generally speaking, um, you know, what's valuable, maybe food that tastes better, that gives more nourishment, you know, things that are on, on that line. What about in something that's not physical? So Kavoid is essentially the value system in an abstract sense. The way, when you give somebody more covid, then that is showing that in a certain sense we're in that area. Now, do are we? Who are we giving covid to? But you're giving covid to something that has that is more substantial within a particular within a particular context. Uh, now, hisparos again is is uh, it, it's hard to translate the word, but let's see a little bit. I'm going to use Rav Chaim Kramer's note. Uh, he says that the tzaddik is always searching for rotzen Hashem, and he says that in the in the previous paragraphs, Rabbi Nachman gave examples of different parts of creation, uh, and he said that that every individual item, baklolius, uh, baprotius, baprote proteus, all reflects and reveals Hakadosh Baruch Hu's rotzen, and now he's explaining how Hashem's how, how this rotzen. Uh, relates to the greatness. We're going to have to bridge this to the greatness of the uh, of the the, the Jewish uh, uh, of of the Klal Yisrael because um, we're not just talking about uh, creation in general. That's already you know a breathtaking and unbelievable that every single thing you know is calculated and works. But what does it work towards? In other words, is it just a painting, or is the painting trying to bring out a message? Sometimes, if you have the main character, you can have a painting and you have a background that's very exquisite. You know, I'm sure in advertising, they, they, there's billions of dollars, trillions of dollars that go to this. You, you you can have that the entire point of the picture is really only in the corner of the picture, but every single part of that background, maybe sometimes it's blurred out because you want one effect, but let's say it's not blurred out and it's very exquisite and very calculated and all of it is designed to bring your attention to really one corner of it. But so over here, the entire the entire tapestry of the Bria is very calculated, but ultimately it's towards the Ratzon Hashem of Kla Yisrael, Bishvil Yisrael, Bishvil Rashis. And therefore, we have to bridge that gap now and say, now that we've we've established this, where do we move forward and understand how to bridge that gap towards understanding how Ratzon Hashem is for Klal Yisrael? Uh, and he says Hisparus, and Kramer blings that Hisparus, which is the crux of this lesson, he also says that there's no single English language equivalent for Hisparus, but in the context of our Torah and our lesson, Rabbi Nachman uses Hisparus, and I'm going to just read from this line, to connote glory and taking pride, uh, I was talking about covered before, in something in a positive sense. Uh, more precisely, it refers to the glory, pride, and joy that HaKadosh Baruch Hu derives from the Jewish nation as a whole and every Jew individually, from every single thought, word, and action, deed, of every individual Jew by virtue of the innate worthiness which he possesses. Um, and the... Uh, the, and the main revelation of this comes about man because he has free choice, uh, etc. And we go on again to the Klal and the Avodah Shabbat. But this is, uh, you know, this is a hisparis. This is a beauty. You know, if we think about it in the context of, let's say, physical beauty, uh, when 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 something is aligned, when the inner when when, when the inner 
beauty is reflected by the outer expression of that beauty, then that creates a shlemus that's wholesome, that's substantial. When the outer beauty uh, re- represents is is divorced from the inner meaning of something, it's an outer shell. So then that's uh, you know it becomes eye candy. The the, the you know maybe even a uh, overcompensation of exposure in a certain way in terms of externalities to try to be attention grabbing and say this this thing is beautiful, but when it's not in line, kol kibudavas melech penima. When 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 the outer beauty is not a reflection of something uh, of something inner, then that doesn't have his paros. That does not have a beauty. That does not have a, uh, a, a, a the true the true paros. So when the the the, the true peer, the true beauty is when something is is consistent and it's the appropriate reflection of an inner idea. And especially when you're dealing with uh, some sort of an inner beauty that is above Gashmias, so then certainly the outer expression of that shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be designed in something whose appeal is totally Gashmias that, dick, that, uh, that wouldn't even that wouldn't make sense. Uh, and therefore, he says, on what basis is this worthiness from which this paros stems? So because Klal Yisrael is representing, they're going to be the Kli for Taira and a Gilui of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Bria, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Bria is the true inner, uh, like I said in the first Taira, is, is like the true inner driver of of everything going on in the world, and that means that Claudius role is ultimately uh, the the hisparis, the the inner value. This is really what's going to bring all of that to the forefront. I think that that's one way. It's uh, my understanding uh, uh, for now. So we'll we'll see how this goes. But I think I, I think that this is one way that we could start to approach it. And he says that on a revealed level, Claudius role's worthiness comes from Torah study and mitzvahs. Again, Claudius role is the cleave for Tyra, Yisrael Rice of Kachabruchu Chadu. These are uh, and this is the the inner the, the most truest expression of reality. You know, how Tyra does this, you know, in Shar Sapara, it's a separate discussion, but not specifically for this Tyra. Um, and it, it ends up being that a mitzvah performed with complete Ava and Yira, the, the, those are, I think the Zayar brings, what the Baltania discusses, are like the wings for the mitzvah. Certainly, a mitzvah needs an act. You need wings to be bringing up the body of whatever you're doing. You can't have kavana with no appropriate act of a mitzvah done. However, once there's a mitzvah done, it's the ava and yira that, besides the fact that they're their own mitzvahs, they're mitzvahs to medias, but they're also interwoven and associated with the uh, with the other mitzvahs, uh, so that a mitzvah performed with less kavana will have will produce less hisparis, but to a lesser degree, the greater one's attempt to glorify God with his deeds, the more hisparis he reveals in the world. And that is why the tzaddik will reveal reveal uh, and clarify and even see within the rest of Klai's role, but he's going to be able to bring out uh, this expression and reflect on the hisparis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes in the tzaddik and sees also in the rest of the world. Um... Okay, there's also, he, he, now he goes on, and he says that there's also the innate quality that would have been Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. There's an innate quality of Asparis, uh in every Jew, uh, and so forth, but we'll leave it at that for now. So the Tzaddik is the one who's constantly seeking, searching, and, and able to uh, achieve an understanding, a grasp of this Asparis, and might see Yisrael, but cloud the Pratius. Kikola Eilam Kulai, Lainivra Ela Bishvil Yisrael. The world is created for Yisrael. Kamaisha Amru Bereshis, Bishvil Yisrael, Shenek Bereshis, Ki Yisrael, Alab. Which is, uh, you know, the way that we discussed it. Uh, I need a summer home. Included in that is, will it be facing this? What neighborhood will it be in? Where, where, where will it be facing? What type of shopping will it be around? All of these things to support the idea that this is the type of structure that I want to build. Uh, the rut zone, that is 
all encompasses all of the details will relate back to that Ratzin. The Hainu Shashem Ibarach Tzafas Baras, he viewed going forward. Um, he, he, he foresaw a tzaifa, we say Tzipisa Leoshua. Tzaifa is a watchtower. Tzipisa Leoshua, I heard this from Ronald Bianski. Tzipisa Leoshua means that you're going someplace and you set the GPS, and now all of a sudden you're going in the wrong direction, and the GPS redirects. In other words, there's a lot of ups and downs that go on in the world. I think I mentioned once, uh, I heard from David Galab, it says Gamzu Litaiva. It doesn't say Gamzu Taiva, it says the Gamzu Litaiva. We are part of a structure. Every Everything is going towards meaning and to the ultimate taiva. It doesn't mean that there aren't challenges uh, in life and ups and downs the way that we relate to it. Even Nachomish Gamzu presumably said Baruch Dayan Ms when something uh, when, when something in uh, the perception of our world was deserved the Baruch Dayan Ms instead of Baruch Tova Meitiv. But Gamzu lit taiva. All of this is directed ultimately towards the good. So a taifa is that long viewer. See Pisa Li Yoshua. I don't know who, or why, how, or when this is going to be towards Yoshua, towards the Savior. It had to be this way. But I know that whatever happens in this world, I don't don on it that it was bad. I understand that it was part of a process. I am, HaKadosh Baruch is Tzafa. Now, what is the, this Tzafa over here, this long view? Hisparis v'shashurim she'ekabal Yisrael. The, the Hisparis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the creation of the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the dough, knowing that Chala would be taken off. There's the produce, but it's Tevel, it's, it's, it's Aser Chi uh, of Misa, but the Truma will be taken off, and then the Tevel will convert to Chulin, something that can be eaten. HaKadosh Baruch Hu would suffer the Hisparis that, that, uh, that, that he would get from Klal Yisrael, Kamayshikasov Yisrael Asher Becha Espa Er, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that Klal Yisrael Asher Becha Espar, and you that I will that I will be Nispar. Okay, which we which we just uh, which we just explained. So what we do now, in fact, we I think we talked about it at the end of the last Torah, but just his bainerness for Rosh Hashanah. We go towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Our focus in Rosh Hashanah, the first twenty percent of Aseret Tshuva, is not on an individual Tshuva. It's on Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus. It's Chazven Zocheni L'Chaim. Why Lemaancha? When I'm part of a process, so then that is where we justify the Chaim, right? If you you want to. We, we, we want to win the lottery. Well, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's not giving you $100 million. Do you have a plan for what you're going to do with that lottery? The, the, uh, Rabbi Friend spoke at the first CMA Shas in MetLife Stadium, and it was a, uh, uh, it's printed. I haven't seen it in a while, but part of it was a hesper of Nassim Svi Finkel, and the basic idea of the story, I might be misquoting a little bit, somebody, an older gentleman went to Rav Nassim Svi, and he, you know, he said that he had finished a Masechta, something along those lines, and Rav Nassim Svi told him, well, what about the rest of Shas? And the person was older in years, and he said, whoa, 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 what do you mean? You, you, you have whatever your life is. Let, that's basically on Hakadosh Baruch Hu's cheshbon. Right now, come back and have a plan. I'll finish Shas. What you're, you're 80 years old. Many people live in a very lucid to later on. Is your plan for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? What's your plan to finish Shas? Give Hakadosh Baruch Hu a reason to invest resources in you. And then Rav Nassim Svi, who was very ill, took out plans for the for the mir base medrash. Do we have the lemancha? Do we have the plans that then you can work on what the what the character traits are that are holding you back from achieving those plans? Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world, Leman Yisrael, 
Bishvil Yisrael, Bishvil Rashis, and therefore that Hesparis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to take, that is not just what justifies, but that's what gives meaning. Those were the plans. That was Saif Maisev Machshava Tchila. The Machshava Tchila was the Hesparis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to get from Klai Yisrael on Rosh Hashanah. We join that Hesparis. We give HaKadosh Baruch Hu the Hesparis, and therefore we're justified in asking for resources, not because we deserve it on an individual level. Hashem is not going to hold a reward back from us. He doesn't have to give you a reward. And because of this, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, created the world. And what are we doing to give that asparas, to justify that, to come into, really, by the way, our true self? That's the true asparas. Uh, but it says, this is this siba, this rotson is the klal habria. The hainu shaklal habria hayu bishvil klal hisparos sheikabel mi yisrael. Again, we're we're repeating over this concept, and and just it's uh, for in a calculated way, it's written, uh, it's written out like this. And, and you see, a person who has certain kaiches, if they are misused, they're not being challenged, not being used in the right way, then they will never, there will never be that that sense of satisfaction. We, if you are a uh, a member of klal yisrael. You have this kayach within you, and therefore the way to achieve satisfaction, shlemus, and ultimately the resources that you uh, that would otherwise, so to speak, be coming to you is for you to make yourself into a kli to get the shefa, but step forward to fulfill this role. And otherwise, a person would not fulfill satisfaction in any event. The, the kayachus would be being misused. The, the, their growth would be stunted. If a person has infinite potential and they're applying their you know their mind instead of plugging it into an infinite potential, something that, you know, might be interesting. They're playing, you know, day trading, stock market, all those things are important, and this is what they're applying it to. They're never really, if, they're, if their kaychas are not being totally exercised and stretched, then they're going to feel uh, a frustration of that. Everything, like we've been saying, is part of this system of Not only is there this idea in a Klaliistic sense, but also in a Pratiistic sense. In an individual sense. Uh, over here, it quotes a note from the Likute Halachas in Chayshin Mishpat, Chelik Aleph, Hilchas Tayin Vinetan. Uh, uh, hey, Bayes says all of this sparas that Akash Baruch has from Klal Yisrael, all of that is kolol in the Taira, which is our Tiferes. Tiferes, by the way, is like you know uh, Chesed and Gvura come together with Tiferes. It's an in, it's an integration. It's a completion. It's a shleimus. He goes on because the sparas of Klal Yisrael is, which is why the 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 world was created, and we know also that the world was hanging in the balance until there was a Kabbalah Satira, and like we said, I think you know this Tarik Mitzvah. And the 600,000 letters and 600,000 this coming together is the expression of, of, of Ratzon Hashem, the reason that Hashem created it, and therefore it's a tzaddik that's Megala, this Hisparus of, uh, you know, we've seen in Torah 4 and other Torahs that a person says, Vidui, that they come to get direction from the tzaddik. It's the tzaddik that's able to bring out in the Bria and to assist and to be the, the vehicle through all of the other, in many of the Torahs we said, through the other members of so being able to link through the tzaddik to attach themselves and to rise above wherever they are to 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 be able to achieve this asparas as well. Vafilu Yisrael, but afilu Yisrael. There's four levels. There's a klal of Yisrael. There's every individual befrat. There's the pachasheb Yisrael, and there's a poishea Yisrael. But there's a poishea Yisrael. There's still the noun. There's still a, the the is the adjective. There's still a Yisrael. 
Still, they also are a part of this process that we the calls man shame Yisrael Nikra Olav ki Nikra Poshe Yisrael. They're still a member of Klal Yisrael. Yesh by Yisparis Prati. They also have a individual role, and Hakadosh Baruch gets nachas from them. Hashem is Baruch Mispar Imo Bepratius that they are able to be Shomer uh, their Chelak and uh, and a certain. Mesiris Nefesh on what their chalik is. The Balatan discusses in his way and over here what he brings also in Tyra Pei that even Paisha Yisrael will be inspired to die Al Kiddush Hashem. The the uh, the way that the Balatanya discusses that, the way that I remember is that uh, you know, people when they we all have a very deep attachment to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, when a person feels this attachment being broken, then that it, that touches them at the core to the point that they're willing to be Meiser Nefesh, even give up their life. Uh, if we would realize that talking during Kaddish, uh, that saying Lashon Hara, in, in the maybe the quantity, quantitatively it's different, but qualitatively, to the extent that that uh, building barriers between a person and Hashem makes this resonate, that the person will be Meiser Nefesh, a person can be able to tap into that, but also in terms of the Chas V'Shalom, Rahman and Salaam, everyday Lashon Hara as well. It's just that if the farther away is, a person will only feel that resonate when you go very deep. So if a person can say uh, that 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 I understand that doing even a quote-unquote small Avera drives up barriers and makes me distant from Hashem, then he can have this element resonate also where he'll be Meiser Nefesh for not to do any Avera. Because he'll also recognize that that also is impacting the connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But in any event, over here he says that that no matter where you are within Klal Yisrael, as long as you're a card-carrying member of Klal Yisrael, then you have also this his uh, this sparis yeshbo sparis pratis Hashem is rochem sparim pratis yeah v'chein beprate pratis even all veivarim ki yesh b'chol eiver veiver b'chol tnuah tnuah shel Yisrael sparis acher. There's a different nachas and a different sparis that. There are no extra pieces. Uh, the, the, every single thing is created from HaKadosh Baruch Hu for a specific purpose, and no uh, day is the same as the last one, and no hour is the same as the last one, and no minute. You know, there's uh, the amount of permutations, and if you look at one of these Kabbalistic Sidurim, in terms of the months, the, the, the moments of the day, the Chalakim within the Chaydesh, there are different permutations of the building blocks. There's no, and even even if you come to another day, that's the same, but you're holding in a different place in life, so you're different. You're, there is no way, uh, two times in life that you will be in exactly the same place with the same everything and the day will be structured the same. There's different current events and there's different history and there's different relationships. The tikkun that's available for every single day with every single limb is different and uh, and every day is a new day and a new opportunity and every minute and every limb. And therefore, every single aver, every single there's something different to give a Kaddish Baruch Nachas to literally bring meaning to the world that that can be brought out now regardless of what decision you made before or will make after. Even with one of his payas, uh, that, uh, that that even if he sins in different areas, and bring from the Rav Chaim Kramer note with different areas of observance, but he might still have a good point in another area. In this particular uh, case, it's using an example of the payah, and he brings that Rav Avram Sternertz was asked why uh, Rav Nachman specifically brought this idea of like you know shaking uh, the uh, one of his payas, and he says first of all payah, the word payah literally means the border or the end, and every person, even if he's at the end of his spiritual ladder, if he makes one single good movement, he takes pride in his 
his payas, so then that also, HaKadosh Baruch can have a from him. The payas also, a lot of people have beards, only Jews have payas, so that's something that uh, that also represents something that's uniquely uh, that, that's uniquely Jewish. And it's also something that's not, uh, have long payas, certainly it's not a mitzvah per se, but it's a, it's a payas, it's a beauty there, so the why exactly he uses this example, but in any event, even the smallest thing, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tez his parasin, v'ashem in every single thing, now working his way backwards, we can't comment on uh, the the Einsaif and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We just simply have no relationship with us. But once HaKadosh Baruch Hu structured the world to have a Heshtalshus and, 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 and a Hadraga and a, a, a chain and a development from why, where, why Kaddish Baruch Hu had his rutsin the way it is, that's beyond us. But Lemaisa Kaddish Baruch Hu had his rutsin, and Kaddish Baruch Hu's rutsin unfolded into a Bria that's calculated with precision, uh, that, that's orchestrated to, to match up to this rutsin. And now the Tzaddik, working backwards, can come to an appreciation of rutsin Hashem through every aspect of the Bria, but there's no extra pieces. It could be, you know, sometimes you'll see 99 things, and that one extra piece is going to change the way that you look at everything else. There's nothing that could be taken for granted. Every rutz in all the bria, hakol haya b'shvilas baris shel Yisrael canal, and everything is uh, attached in some way to Klal Yisrael. Even so, that maybe we can use the example. Why is there that cow in that field? Because I just wanted to use the idea of that cow in that field to bring out a point. For chodavar v'davar never b'tzayinai. Everything was created with rutz Hashem. B'zeh kayach or b'zeh teva haga. Everything with with one particular rutz and one kayach and one nature. Kafias baris shel yesh b'chol echad miYisrael. When the tzaddik knows and he brings out this idea of this uh, this peer, this hisparis, in every single, in a general sense and in a specific sense, sometimes you can have something that works in a general sense but not specific. Over here, it works in both ways, right? There's a, uh, I think, Moshe Shapiro. Uh, talks about you know it says that they saw the uh, they saw the the sound on Harsinai and they and, and they they heard the lightning. Uh, one of the things he says is that uh, Re'iyah and Shmi are two separate things. When you have Re'iyah, the Ma'ilav Re'iyah is seeing everything at once. If I show you a picture and then you close your eyes for two seconds, you get a picture of that. And if I would describe to you the picture, there's a tree here and the thing over there, you wouldn't get the full sense of it. The sense of something is in seeing it close. And Shmi'a, if I would tell you an hour speech and over record it so that the whole speech took one second, you wouldn't know what I was talking about, or even if I shuffled it up. The idea of uh, of Shmia is a chito chadibor, is it's an articulation, it's going from one step to the next, it's explaining it. So they had this sense, the way that I, uh, he explained it, um, I think is that, that he had, they had this sense of uh, of both. Everything worked in both senses, in a klaliistic sense, in a proteistic sense, and it all came together. Um, and they both worked 100%. And there was a total integration. And they understood all the Ritzainites. And now Ibn is going to explain a little bit, uh, flesh out a little bit what we uh, said. You know what? I'm actually going to stop over here uh, because I'm bumping up against an hour. And, uh, and we'll save the next one for next time.